0: Now that the dust has settled on the lottery, could the Pelicans trade up potentially with the Rockets or the Kings? And Herb Jones makes the all-rookie second team, but who are the nine morons that left him off the ballot altogether? It's the Thursday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. We're going to get some draft talk, but trade talk around the draft in today's show. Plus, Herb Jones, all-rookie second team. Sounds about right. You can make a case for first team. And he actually came closer than you might realize. But some people left him off the ballot. We need to yell at them just a little bit, so that's going to be the breakdown of today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Still here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you need to know about this team, the biggest stories, lottery, draft. We're going to be covering it all regularly here, five days a week. No one else coming to you like that. No paywalls, completely free. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Support the show by leaving a comment down below on. YouTube. And today's show is also brought to you by Sakara Nutrition. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish. Go to Sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 for 20% off at checkout. All right, trading up in the draft. In general, I'll be honest, I'm not really in favor of trading up unless there's just some absolutely knock it out of the park prospects. And to be honest, While I like some of these guys here, I don't think any of them are like 100,000% sure things. Other than maybe Bancaro, he's still number one on my board for the most part. So, I'm not in favor of it. You usually have to give up a lot. Look at what the Philadelphia 76ers had to give up to trade up to one to get Markel Fultz in that trade with the Boston Celtics. And that didn't work out. There is still... A point of it with the lottery where, yeah, the guys at the top, usually you're going to get a much better player, and there's only about 20 players in every draft that really make an impact of the 60 taken, but sometimes you don't know where they're going to be, and it might not be number one. Better than others, certainly, and you can get your guy, which has its perks, but given that you're giving up you know, sometimes significant future assets, I'm not generally in favor of of it, I would have been in favor of it. Of the Zion year, I would have been in favor of it that same year. Actually, to get John Morant, and apparently the Pelicans tried to do that too, and a couple of other years. This is not one of those years where it's like, yeah, trade up and give up two other first-round picks later on down the line to go and get your guy. I'm, in general, I just think it costs too much to be able to do that. But if there is someone, you know, there's still four guys right here, and. Given that this draft is a little open-ended, in a sense, it's not settled, right? You could kind of put any of those four guys up at the top, I think, maybe other than Ivy. You know, they there's potential that the guy you want that you would have taken number one overall drops to three or drops to four, where the Houston Rockets and the Sacramento Kings are. And so, if you're in love with one of them, you're like, this is the number one guy on our board by far, and now he's there at three or there at four, we got to go and get him. There's value to be had there, and that's when I think the equation changes a little bit. Because now you're talking about value with picks, right? The infamous, the Dallas Cowboys draft chart and things like that, that still kind of applies to the NBA as well, though teams value things a little bit differently. So that's why the Pelicans could do it. If you are set on Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, being able to be a difference maker for the team, the guy that will eventually get you to a title or be the piece that gets you to a title. Well, then, you know what? You've got enough picks. You could go and get your man. And so, it wouldn't shock me if the Pelicans entertained some, at least, internal discussions about trying to move up. But, again, I'm not generally in favor of it, for the most part. But if they do, there's two potential options. First and foremost is the Sacramento Kings. And I talked to Lockdown Kings host Matt George the other day about this. He thinks they're going to look to move this pick. They might end up using it if there's not a trade offer out there they like. But they want to get into the playoffs. It's been 14, 15, 16, however many years. The iPhone didn't exist the last time they made the playoffs. That's how long it's been. They would like to get into the postseason and end that drought and stop kind of being the laughing stock. Though they're not doing a great job of that with some of the hires that they're doing. So they want to get into the postseason, which means they're in win now mode. And while we saw that for the entire Dell Demp's tenure, that means you trade your first round pick, no matter where it is, for guys that can help you win now. And so looking at Sacramento, that makes sense, right? On the surface, it makes sense that they might want to trade that pick to kind of go and get that guy. So I think the door is open there for them, for a team to move up and get the fourth overall slot. The problem is, who are you going to give up on the Pelicans? Who are you going to give up on the Pelicans that makes them kind of more of a contender and a win now? When you look at the guys who got significant minutes for this team, you're not going to trade Zion. You're not going to trade Brandon Ingram. You're not going to trade Herb Jones. I would imagine you're not going to trade Trey Murphy either. You're not going to trade C.J. McCollum. You're... They they probably don't really have a need for Valanciunas, given they just traded for Sabonis at the trade deadline. So, when you look at this, who are they going to give up, right? They don't need another guard, so maybe Jose Alvarado's off the table there, right? Certainly, Kyra Lewis Jr. isn't going to have value around the league coming off of that injury. Same for Jackson Hayes, knowing that you need to pay him or let him walk and lose him. So, they don't want to trade the fourth overall pick for him, certainly. That's not going to get you anything. Who are you going to trade? Larry Nance Jr.? I don't think he's worth the fourth overall pick, certainly by any stretch of the means, even if it means that they drop from four to eight and get Larry Nance Jr. As much as I like him, I don't think that that's a realistic scenario whatsoever here. And it's certainly not Devontae Graham. One, they don't need more guards there. They were trying to just give Buddy Heald away at the uh, deadline this last postseason. They. I just don't see a trade materializing. Maybe in some capacity, it's a three-way trade, but those are really hard to try and figure out. If you have a good one, let me know in the comments down below. I'll take a look at YouTube here or on Twitter at Nola Jake. I just don't see a trade materializing with them, given that they're in win-now mode and they're not trying to stockpile more assets. So giving them two other first-round picks to go from eight to four, I don't think they're interested in that whatsoever when they could probably get a good enough player a decent player probably good player actually for the 4th overall pick right like that's something that you could dangle to the Washington Wizards for Bradley Beal potentially i think something along those lines so i don't think there's really anything on the pelicans roster that is going to be that attractive to the sacramento kings to really make a trade work to move up to 4 but what about 3 what about the Houston Rockets. Is there some potential there? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions right now. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And I love this. You want to save your money. There's no worse feeling than when one of those recurring subscriptions that you didn't even realize you signed up for or thought you canceled or was too hard to cancel goes through. It might be $9.99, but that adds up over time, right? And it sucks. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. Well, they have over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my XM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. And today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. I love brownies, but do you know what I love more? Brownie batter. And sometimes if you just kind of have it out there, I'm going to just eat it. I'm going to eat that whole thing, got the spatula in hand, all of that. It's not good for you, right? Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein and have it be healthy for you. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. The puff takes protein bars to a new level, and they're available right now over at Built.com. And if you haven't tried them yet, you're really missing out. I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars. That's it, right? That's right. Delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. And they're made with collagen protein, by the way, which your body absorbs more efficiently and has a ton of health benefits. And the brownie batter pups are going to have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. So go to built.com, Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. This is the promo code I use. And I have a bunch of the built bars. I got one here right now with me. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Now go check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow. Excellent draft insight. He's at the Combine right now, giving you an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast exclusively as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right. We are talking about trading up. Let me know in the comments down below. I'll pin the comment. Are you in favor of the Pelicans trying to trade up even if it means giving up future assets? Simple yes or no. You can put a Y or an N in the comments down below. Let me know what you think. In general, like I said, I really don't think that that's the right move, particularly in this draft, where as much as I like a guy like Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivy as well, there's still questions about their games, particularly defensively, especially with Ivy. there. Smith's a little bit better on that side. But makes you kind of nervous to move up for those guys. So I don't think the Sacramento Kings will, because they're in win now. They're trying to make it to the postseason. But I think there's a chance with the Houston Rockets. I think they might look to kind of retool things a little bit quicker and consolidate down some, right? They have a lot of rookies. They had five rookies play minutes for them last year. And they're going through a tank and a rebuild, right? So they might not need another guy if they feel confident in some of the young guys that they have. Jalen Green, who's first team all-rookie. Um, Alpern Shengun's there. Kevin Porter Jr. is a young guy too, is a second year player, right? Um, Sean Tate is a guy they really like as well. All of them are cheap young guys. Do they really want to add someone else to that or do they need to maybe move back a little bit and try and consolidate some of this down a little bit more, not just keep adding young rookie after young rookie to the team? And they're in an interesting position because maybe they're looking to shed some salary to a certain degree. They've got Eric Gordon making almost nine, uh, making over $19.5 million next season. Do they want to maybe move on from him? There's also John Wall, who's got a player option. It might change if he declines this. But that player option, by the way, is over 47, $47.3 million. Don't think that dude's going to... He would be foolish to decline that player option unless he really wants to go to a team and just play some basketball again. So... They have some guys they might look to move. And there's a history of teams you know, in the top five using that fourth pick, the Pelicans, to try and dump some salary and move back down. So I think there's some potential here for the Houston Rockets. But this is one of those ones where you are going to need to get another team involved you're going to need to get another team involved to take on that John Wall deal. Because I don't think they're actively looking to dump Eric Gordon. I don't think it's really preventing anything that they're trying to do. When you look at their cap situation, they're not going to have cap space this season because of John Wall. But Eric Gordon's contract isn't holding them back from anything. They're well under the luxury tax, which means they're going to have full use of all of their exceptions. They're going to get that big mid-level exception if they want to sign someone in free agency. They have a couple of other exceptions as well. They're nowhere close to the luxury tax though they're over the cap so I don't think they're super stressed about that whatsoever so they're not trying to duck the tax or anything like that but maybe they just want to get that John Wall money off their books and then if they do that they can clear something like 30 million plus dollars in cap space so they could be big spenders in free agency now the best free agency I don't know if you want to do that but hey you know it's, it's their choice when it comes to that sort of thing. So there's some potential there. You would need a third team to probably take on John Wall's deal. And here's the thing, right? Taking on one year, that's all it is, of John Wall isn't worth the third pick in the draft. It could be worth a future first from Milwaukee that the Pelicans own or a future first of the Pelicans own one, which they would anticipate would be in the 20s, somewhere along that range, right? We're projecting them to not be a lottery team next year. So you could structure a trade of the eighth pick goes to the Houston Rockets, New Orleans gets four, and you send one or two future picks from New Orleans. Maybe one goes to Houston, and another one goes to the team that's taking on that John Wall money. And that's probably how that would look. I haven't looked at the teams with cap space to really make sense of it just yet, but that's kind of what you look at really trying to happen. Basically, you're paying... Uh, some team A first round pick To kind of rent their cap space for him With that John Wall contract That could work And that could get the Pelicans Into the top four Houston still gets a lottery pick at eight Again taking on John Wall's deal Is not worth that high of a pick For a team that would be rebuilding Is just basically like Yeah whatever we'll pay him the money And maybe you can reach a buyout agreement Or something like that Save a little bit too So there's potential for that deal to get done but it's going to involve again future assets for new orleans but they wouldn't end up really giving up anyone of value on the team in terms of players maybe a guy like Devonte graham is involved in that just to make some salaries work or something yeah sure like why not I, you know ship him to houston if they're interested in him though again i think he's kind of a negative asset right now but that's a deal i at least see potentially happening Or sorry it's not four they're at the third overall spot the kings are at four so Pelicans get three, Houston gets eight, other team, and maybe Houston gets another future first from the Milwaukee Bucks or something like that, and then another future first goes to, in some capacity, the team taking on the John Wall contract. I could see that working in some capacity. I don't think everyone would agree for something like that. I don't know if that's what the Houston Rockets would want to do, unless they feel real confident in the guy they want at eight. But I think that is, there's potential there for a structure to be in place to get a deal done. Would you be in favor of that one? Yes, no? Let me know in the comments down below. But those are really the only two trades I could really see happening, and I don't see Sacramento doing it whatsoever. Certainly, the Thunder are not going to trade two, and moving up to one, the Magic aren't going to give that pick up either. So I don't know if it's really going to be a realistic option for the Pelicans to trade up, but there is at least an avenue maybe with the Houston Rockets and being able to kind of make that work to some degree. All right, coming up next, Herb Jones, all-rookie second team. Nice to see him on there. But we're going to talk about some of the voting here that is suspect at best. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Saqqara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine and on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Look, you want to be eating healthy and it shouldn't mean deprivation, right? You shouldn't just be eating like plain chicken every single night and not at least enjoying yourself. That's not gonna be fun, that's not gonna be anything you wanna do. You wanna be able to have a nice meal and that's what Sakara can absolutely do. Sakara gives you the tools to transform your life with their organic ready to eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Yes, they've got accessories and other things you can have that is gonna make everything better for you as you as you eat it and look i hate cooking i'll be honest i absolutely hate cooking and so sakara can just make it easy because they have nutritionally designed chef created breakfasts, lunches and dinners which are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients helping boost your energy support your digestion curb your sugar cravings and get your skin glowing plus it's all delivered right to your door ready to eat you don't have to cook that's a wonderful wonderful thing so, right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, Sakara.com slash locked on 20. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Today and every day, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. You can do it on Spotify now and leave a comment down below on YouTube. Do one of those things. I'll make me so happy. Help keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. No one else coming to you like this with all of the biggest news and topics you want to hear, right? I saw a couple of those comments when we were doing the live show and on some of the other shows. They're relevant, right? I'm not giving you things you don't need to hear. We're covering the relevant topics around this team that's important. We want to keep the conversation going. New Orleans is a basketball city. It's been proven. We're doing it right here at Locked on Pelicans. Support the show however you can. And now for your next listen. Locked on Saints. Ross Jackson breaking everything down with the black and gold. The wide receiver room looking dangerous? Absolutely right now. It's going to be a lot of fun this Saints season upcoming. A lot of unknowns, too. He's going to be breaking it all down, filling you in. Make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen today. All right, let's talk Herb Jones. Let's step away from the draft for a second. I've gone a little long on this show, too. Um, Herb Jones, second team, all rookie. Love it. The first team, Scotty Barnes, Kid Cunningham, Evan Mobley. All unanimous first teamers, as they should have been. Franz Wagner with the Orlando Magic. 84 first-place votes, 15 second-place votes for a total of 183. He should, probably should have been on there. He was a real good scorer, and he was pretty good for that team. Then Jalen Green, Houston, coming in with 58 first-place votes, 42 second-place votes, total of 158 points. That rounds out that first team. I don't know if Jalen Green needs to be first team. He should be an all-rookie. Could, you could make the argument that it's second team because he's really only good after the All-Star break. It really took him a little bit to come on. After the All-Star break, he was good. He was fun to watch, go out and score and play. And you could see why he looked like he could lead the league in scoring one day. But it's a whole season thing. And I get that people are kind of, you know, prisoners of the moment and blinded by things. But he ended up on their first team. Second team, Chris Duarte of Indiana. um, Dosunmu out of Chicago. Bones Highland out of Denver. Josh Giddey out of Oklahoma City. And Herb Jones from your New Orleans Pelicans. Herb Jones getting 32 first place votes. That's more than the rest of all the second-teamers combined. 59 second-place votes for a total of 123. Here's the kind of crazy thing about this. So one, it's deserved, right? Like, he should have been on one of these teams. He was good. The defense was amazing. You know, basically, he was really good starting in November. He was starting at the beginning of the season. He was... Really, really good all year long, and really didn't go through like slumps or anything like that. And the defense was was at a high level all year. The offense was enough, right? Nine points on nine and a half points on seven point four shot attempts. It's not bad, shooting thirty three point seven percent from deep. Not amazing, but it's not like terrible there, right? But the steals, the blocks, he was giving you one point seven steals, 0.8 blocks. He's in the top five in steals and blocks, like. What more do you want out of the guy, right? He's going to get all NBA or all, all defensive team votes. We'll see if he makes one of the top three teams there. And I hope he does in some capacity. Um, and he should. Or sorry, second team, because there's only two teams there. He should make it in some capacity. and I hope he does. But if he's getting consideration for that, yeah, you probably should be first team all rookie and again, defense is is criminally undervalued around the league. There's no stats you can really put it on it and like the stats that you can or blocks and steals aren't always the best and aren't necessarily indicative of your impact on the defensive side of the ball. And except Herb Jones is good at those. So he did that. So it probably should have been on there. Look, I'm happy he's on second team. We could scream and complain, but let's just be happy Go Herb Jones making that. He's only the sixth Pelican to ever make An all-rookie team, by the way. But here's the thing. 32 first-team votes, right? Uh, 59 second-team votes. What's that come to? It's 91 votes. The hell are those other nine votes? Who left Herb Jones off one of their all-rookie ballots? I'm pausing for dramatic effect because that's insane to me. If you are leaving Herb Jones off one of your all-rookie ballots—I'm crossing my arms because I'm a little bit angry about it—we um, need to consider your, your, your voting privileges. And I think this is a problem around the league as a whole with how they do this, right? There was that whole thing with Jalen Green and Ben Simmons going, F Jalen Green. And it's like, if you have like a personal vendetta against a guy when you're saying things like that, like you probably shouldn't be voting for them in some capacity. And I don't, I don't love things like that, right? And so that's a problem. These, these awards, now the rookie one doesn't matter as much, right? But some of these awards, the All-NBA ones in particular, really matter for contracts and money guys can earn. And if people aren't taking this as seriously as possible when there's sometimes $30 million at stake, yeah, I have a bit of a problem with that. And the players should too. And the players usually do. But that's where you need to look at this, and there needs to be some sort of audit at the end of every season of like, is this person really paying that much attention? We need to kind of evaluate them to some degree, which is a slippery slope and a bit dangerous to do, right? The NBA shouldn't be grading media on how they do their jobs when a lot of this is subjective. But this seems a little bit wrong. And it shouldn't have been that Josh Giddy was on more ballots overall than Herb Jones was when Herb Jones got eight more first place votes than him. That seems a little bit off to me. And there weren't going to be enough votes to get Herb Jones onto the all-rookie all, rook, um, all rookie team, but or the first team. But still, that seems wrong and not right. And that's something the NBA needs to look at long term. But let's give credit to Herb Jones. It's a well-deserved honor. And when you look at all of the guys on this list, relative to where they were drafted, Herb Jones outperformed all of them. All of them. Right, relative to where they were drafted. Cade Cunningham, you're the first overall pick. Yeah, you should be good. Jalen Green, you're the second pick. Yeah, you should be good. Same for Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Wagner, right? All top 10 guys. Well, Herb Jones was drafted in the second round. Some of them were undrafted too, but when you look at the impact they made on their team this season, no one was higher than Herb Jones from where they were drafted. 35th overall pick. Um and so I think that's an impressive thing. And that's something he should hold his head high about. But really, nine people, you got to watch more games. Got to watch more games because he was that good this season. All right, got a little long today. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.